0: Men in Charge. I'm Tony
1: Flynn. And I'm Kevin Decker. We are now 21 episodes at the end of today's episode into our self-congratulatory season 10 of Men in Charge. As we like to say here, we've been on longer than probably 90% of the other shows on this station that you're listening to.
0: Yeah, but you have to be selective about that which is included in the percentage.
1: Yeah, I mean, long-running shows are
0: excluded. We're basically including recent shows among the percentages. Miniseries. But you do feel that with episode 21, Kevin, don't you, that season 10 is slipping through our fingers? It means we only have five more episodes in season 10. The self-congratulations will dissolve. That's that's right. The party balloons will have popped. We'll be left... Sweeping up glitter for the next five years. Oh,
1: this is exactly right. Once you get to season 11 or age 11, nobody cares anymore. It's like nobody says, hey, happy birthday. You're 11 now. That's a great milestone. No, it's not.
0: Nobody says that without a a mean, acidic, sarcastic tone underneath. So one thing could make it easier on Kevin and me. If you stop sending those envelopes with glitter, Mm -hmm. just don't.
1: Yeah, Technically, remember, that stuff is like glass
0: and therefore dangerous. It cuts deeply, emotionally and otherwise. So no more glitter? No. Also, no more gift packages with the hams and mm. the uh, stolen brass instruments that you pack with styrofoam popcorn. Stop doing that, too. What else should they, they stop they doing? They should
1: stop sending the happy birthday va voom cards with Fabio with his naked top <laughs> on the cover. Yeah, I don't the, want first, any more of those. the first
0: seventeen yeah. were
1: great, but after that, if I want that, I'll just go to my romance book collections.
0: Uh, what we haven't discussed this time, inexplicably, because we were overwhelmed with it being episode twenty-one, is the title. That's yeah, this is your title, Tommy. Well, thank yeah. you. I've called myself this. It's something that I think has gone unspoken for just about long enough. Mm-hmm. The title is "It's Good We're Not." Livestock. Yeah. Now, Kevin, do you think that's an arguable position? I don't think so at all, at least if you take it in context. Uh,
1: Typically, people would agree it's good we're not livestock because we don't have the same sort of herd mentality as much livestock has. But we've seen more recently that it's not the herd mentality that matters as much as what are you willing to inject yourself with in order to try to treat the swine flu or coronavirus, as they like
0: to That's say. That's true. The ivermectin craze, yes. and uh-huh. we're using the word craze deliberately and purposefully, is still going on. But I, I think it would be nice if we weren't livestock Yeah, is where we've come. Because uh, there is a herd mentality that shrinks from those needles unless they contain ivermectin. People are still running away in herds from knowledge, from truth, from information. And now I'm starting to get irked again. And you warned me, Kevin, if we talk about this, you'll get irked. So I'm reining it in. Today, it's a self-congratulatory 10th season. Let's not irk ourselves. All right, but let those who are being herded by fresh media lies de-herd yourself. Maybe take a shower. That's my advice. And
1: beware our wrath.
0: Right. The wrath has daunted any number of cockroaches when we turn on the lights in the kitchen. That's right. That's right. They fear our wrath, and they were right to. Yep. Well, Kevin, let's claw our way through an account of the segments in today's episode. Yeah.
1: May I start us off and say that we have yet another entry— in the new burgeoning saga, RV Rapture, written by our own Ann Porter. And is this the episode where we get introduced to God's rival, Satan? I think it is. It is. I think it is.
0: It's interesting to think of Satan as God's rival. That's how I think about it. Satan (laughs) likes that framing. However, since God created Satan, I don't know, Mm -hmm. creating your own... um, Underminer. But we see that God and Satan have a very good relationship, a yeah. cooperative one. They do. They work it out, they talk, they discuss mutual benefits. But RVs keep being raptured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a dog keeps being fed Doritos. So Errors abound.
1: All, all over the place. We're then off to sunny Florida, where we have a crossover event with two of our ongoing characters, the believable one, Spot. Sales, sales Dog, dog Spot, stock. who is capable of actually speaking like a human. And the completely alien, unbelievable one, Melania. Yeah, clearly a Ma-
0: fictional character. <laughs> Melania Trump, somebody made yeah. her
1: up. So Melania is uprooting like another rose garden at Mar-a-Lago. And what better person to help her do that than Sales Dog
0: Spot with his particular skill set? And then finally, we have another interview A return to Roger Basement's basement to interview Dick Heaves, travel guru. This time, Dick is persuading people to come along on an Arctic cruise. Mm. He wants to cut costs. He wants to cut back on whiny tourists, saying, when do we eat, and I don't like cathedrals. Mm-hmm. Dick Heaves learns how to straighten them out.
1: We're going to hear some falsetto wisdom today. These Italian steaks are five inches thick.
0: (laughs) His voice does get up there, and he does does make sure he's blocking the view (laughs) of what he's supposed to be showing. Of the reason people have tuned in to Dick Heaves.
2: Hi, folks. St. Peter here.
0: Oh, what did happen?
2: Wow. Oh, oh, not to worry, not to worry. You're listening to me even though you don't actually belong inside the pearly gates just yet. Oh no. <laughs> You're only sitting in for a little while to get a preview. So, Make yourself comfortable on one of our fluffy white clouds and help yourself to a big box of Raisinets while we look at (laughs) the coming attractions.
3: Oh, Mm. oh that sounds cool.
2: Now, folks, over here on the left. Ew! Ew, what's that smell? I thought, hey, that smell is bad enough, but those sounds? thought Heaven was supposed to... Uh, let's take a little break here, folks. Nothing to see here. If you'll just take your seats in the Milk and Honey Cafe and uh, close that door, and I'll uh, be right... You'll be what, Pete? You don't belong here. Especially not when I'm giving a tour. Not fair.
3: Fair? Fair? <laughs> I'm Satan, you imbecile. I'm not supposed to be fair.
2: And you're not supposed to be here.
3: Stuff it, Pete. I'm here to talk to Mr. Big. Mr. Big? Loosen your braids, punk, and hop to it. I've got business.
2: Lord? Lord? Lord, get
4: The Lord thy God, thou shalt. I shalt do whatever I please. No, no. Wait a second. You see, shalt is the second person singular of the verb shall.
3: I shall is the correct. What is it with you people? I'm Satan, Lord of Darkness. Grammar means nothing to me.
0: <laughs>
4: Does it never end? The next thing I know, you'll be turning verbs into nouns. Whatever.
3: My main point is that I've had a major reveal, and I have a big ask. I need to solve. Enough! I think I've made
4: my point. Just tell me what you want. Right. Okay. your latest rapture. Ah, the RV rapture. I have looked down, I've seen everything, and
3: behold, it is very good. Good for you, maybe, but this RV rapture business of sending motorhomes down to, <clears throat> my neck of the woods is not how it's done. You know that raptures are supposed to go the other way, up to heaven. A reverse rapture? It's just not right. I have declared that it must be so. You're cluttering up the gates of hell with those nasty tin cans, those trailers, those eyesores. I don't like it. Plus, you're sparing the occupants. I don't even get any souls along with the vehicles. What's in it for me? Wait. Stop.
4: Stop. You're complaining to me about the aesthetics of the entrance to hell?
3: They're cluttering up the shoreline around my lake of fire. I don't like the look, and it's a zoning headache. You have to take them back. They are an abomination in mine eyes. Easy there, big fella. How about we crumple them up and shoot them into space? Defile the heavens? <laughs> exactly.
4: They are vile. They are an aesthetic and ecological evil. They are an abomination. Or
3: perfection. I've changed my mind. I'll take them all. I'm picturing a whole new wing in hell, a big remodel. I want to do something special for all those gold card members you've been sending me. I do love the sin of pride. I see it now an RV traffic jam on an infinite loop of clover leaves, or in my case, the highway to hell. Hmm. Flat tires, overheated engines, air conditioning on the fritz. Ha! That's a given. Yep, you got it. You can send them all my way after all.
4: (laughs) The RV rapture shall continue. I have made it so.
2: You know, Fred, maybe it wasn't such a bad thing that our old Fleetwood RV disappeared. You know, got raptured.
5: A good thing? What are you talking about,
2: Margaret?
1: There we were when, poof, just like that. We were left in the middle of the highway with nothing but little bitsy, a hubcap, and a bag of Doritos. Oh,
2: Fred, you can't tell me you don't like Doritos. Plus, now we're driving the RV that I wanted in the first place. This Winnebago Class A. Ah, the leather seats, the cup holders. With theater seating in the pop out. Aww. Uh, Fred, is there something funny going on? Is the RV running okay?
1: Funny? Well, Margaret, now that you mention it, maybe things do sound a little off.
2: Hello? I tell you, Fred, shitsus have a sixth sense. Ha!
0: All that dog has is flatulence.
2: Oh, poor little Bitsy. Don't you listen to Big Bad Fred. Here, have another Dorito.
0: Oh, no. No.
2: Fred? Oh, ow. I think I hit my head. And here we are again. The RV is gone, and I think, I think I'm having... Some, some sort, sort of, of vision. vision. Saint Peter? That's right. But you're a girl! And you're the sucker who bought a second RV, even after the first one got raptured. But we like the RV lifestyle. Lifestyle? Lifestyle? Uh,
5: Margaret, maybe we... we don't like it as much as we thought.
2: Well, Bitsy does. (laughs) am saint peter holder of the keys to the kingdom and in this vision i advise no let's make it strongly advise that you give up your rv lifestyle go forth and sin no more fred do you did you
1: yeah
3: wow
2: Oh well, St. Peter's gone for now, but maybe to be on the safe side, I guess we're just going to have to settle for the Winnebago Class C.
0: Men in charge? If you're asking that question rather than doing science, then you've already been left behind. Stop asking questions. Go do science.
1: Greetings, radio audience! According to my script, it's the fifth episode of Sales Dog Spot. Uh, I'm not really sure what to say about Spot. As you may recall, he's a black lab who's been fitted with a space age collar that allows him to speak in real American English. That's complicated enough, but the real problem is that, well, let's just say that I'm his remedial trainer, because Spot has gotten into a few, uh, tight spots. Hey, I'm a good boy. Really good boy. Get off me. What about when you were house-sitting and the police came? Or that time you got drunk on the airplane? I got you a job selling gourmet foods, and you ate all the samples. This time, finally, are you going to be a good boy at work? Yup, yup, yup. Work is fun. I like to work. Well, Spot, I've been thinking that an outdoor job is more your style.
3: Really fast.
1: I run really fast. Well, Spot, no, there's no running involved. (laughs) But... There is. Quite a bit of digging. Digging? For money?
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Of course for money. Gold digging, uh, digging is for money. What is?
1: Melania, let me introduce your new gardener. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Mmm, you smell good.
2: Spot, Spot, no! duh he's nothing, this dog. I have known worse things. <sighs>
1: yeah, well let's get down to business. The gardening. Yeah, the gardening. Um let's see. The work order says that you need some rose bushes dug up, some crab apple trees. Wait, oh no, that's an older work order.
2: Is new digging this time now
1: in Florida? Say, you've really caught the gardening bug.
2: No messy swamp, no messy trees, no messy bushes. Dig, 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 then all clean and neat. Ha! Ah, is ready for sod.
1: But wait, laying a lot of sod does nothing but create a sterile monoculture.
2: Sod is like herpes for the garden, except green instead of orange. Very nice. I hired the little doggy. It is my money and you have no say mr trainer so little doggy you will dig up all the plants
3: digging is good big holes yup yup
2: <laughs> no more trees or bushes
3: wait huh huh no trees you dig no bushes i pay you dig No trees, no bushes.
4: Dig! Ah. Dig! Ah. Oh, oh, you stupid dog,
2: just beat me! Uh, uh,
3: I think Uh. you've grown a conscience. We all need a bush now and then.
2: You're listening to Men in Charge and are probably already feeling the benefits, right? Say you are.
0: Hi, I'm Roger Baseman. Here with an especially pleasing baritone sound today, and welcome to What's New With You. It's our pleasure of sorts to welcome Dick Heves, well-known travel writer and TV personality. And what's new with you, Dick?
5: Well, thanks so much, Roger. And boy, are we excited. Woohoo! And what's new with you? Didn't you win some new award or other recently?
0: Second largest bald spot on a living baritone? Uh, probably. But that's neither here nor there at the moment. As you may have noticed, Dick, we're broadcasting from my home basement studio today. I've been asked to self-quarantine again for an additional couple or three weeks. Not sure what that's all about.
5: Well, here we are in Roger Basement's basement. Anyway, since you asked... In all my years of leading tours to Europe, Asia, the Middle East, and the Midwest, never have I been as pumped as I am these days as my staff and I begin a brand new adventure, one we'd never even considered previously. You do sound excited. More nasal than ever, Dick. What's up? Well, Roger, after decades of gently encouraging our travel clients to take some considerable risks when traveling, you know, try the language, stay with locals, eat what's put in front of you without making faces— Well, we decided to put a little lead in our pencil with a new offering. We're calling it Sub-Zero Heroes, Parker pals Ice Flow Cruise. Ice Tours? It was actually the idea of a couple of former clients of ours, Mardell and Olaf Umbridge. They'd gone to Venice a couple times previously with our company, and after they got their health back, proposed we consider offering something a bit more vigorous, I think was the word used, and Colder? Colder? Well, Roger, they both got heat stroke in consecutive years in Venice in July and wanted to try something a little more refreshing.
0: I see. Wait. Actually, I don't, Dick. And so
5: we put together a no-frills outdoor adventure package where we offer clients an authentic, freezing, low-overhead, survival-forward experience where safety is a factor, but we certainly don't overthink it.
0: Not sure yet what we're actually thinking about, Dick.
5: To keep costs slow, Roger, we ask each of our Sub-Zero Heroes parka pals to bring along extra jammies, mittens, an open mind, and plenty of oohs and ahs. I see. Our ship is our home for the 13 days and nights. If we can avoid, you know, kind of getting actually stuck in the ice. And for those two weeks, we basically just bear witness, hourly, to nature's scrimmage for survival... There's nothing quite like the tussle between hapless game fish and those relentless orcas to make one absolutely ravenous by the end of the day.
0: Those guys are killing machines. I'll bet, Dick. Sounds like a carnage cruise of sorts. All you do is watch animals attacking, maiming, and devouring each other? Well, not entirely.
5: Each evening, the captain and both Mardell and Olaf co-host a no-frills cocktail hour that somebody called the Daily Icy Reception. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, you're all in parkas, right? Day and night? And what about meals?
5: All locally sourced. Each guest is issued his or her own personal fishing pole, plenty of bait, and lots of free time to go at it. Kind of a free-range free-for-all. Keeps costs
0: way down. So, the guests provide their own food? Do they then cook it as well? Their choice. We
5: figure sushi will play a fairly major role in the overall caloric intake of a majority of our guests. And the accommodations? Are they... Spartan? You bet! You'd be amazed what people will put up with if they know there's an end in sight. Thirteen days is basically nothing, especially if you've got a decent parka. And gloves. And plenty of fish. And remember, most folks are seriously seasick for the first few days anyway. And that basically keeps the cost down. Well, between not needing a kitchen staff, or even an actual kitchen, and because everyone's warned in advance how chilly everything's going to be, there really aren't any surprises. Well, cross fingers. We find that between hauling in some pretty big fish and the occasional dim-witted seagull, folks will get plenty of core warming exercise and fresh air as well as, well, fishy protein. As I said, it's only 13 days. And I suppose you all supply the ice, Dick? You got that right, Roger. Nothing like a little glacial ice grabbing for our cocktail ice and drinking water needs. And as I say, excellent exercise too. All that climbing and scraping and digging and shivering takes one's mind off any real discomforts.
0: Anyone actually sign up yet, Dick? I mean, it doesn't sound like it's for just anybody.
5: Well, that's pretty much the point. Honestly, over the years, I've gotten fed up to uh, about here with always the same questions when is dinner, and can we just go shopping this afternoon, and doesn't anybody here speak English? This time, it's all about the basics. Being responsible for your own darn food. Eating on your own darn schedule.
0: Putting on your own darn survival suit on one darn leg at a time. Sounds rather like the travel biz has kind of taken a toll of some kind on you over the years.
5: Well, I'm guessing our new Sub-Zero Heroes, Parka Pals, Ice Flow Cruise will tilt me back in the right direction. And Olaf and Mardell have just been terrific in helping us plan down to the tiniest detail.
0: Actually, doesn't exactly sound like a whole lot of planning is really needed at this point, what with the guests being responsible for catching and preparing their own food and being largely on their own all day. That's kind of a new paradigm in our business.
5: Our job is basically to get out of the way and let the guests follow their own inner, um, you know... Yeah, uh, momentum? Yeah, momentum is what we're looking for here. And of course, memories that last a lifetime.
0: Well, I'm sure after two weeks of catching your own food, foraging for fresh water on dangerous ice floes, wearing parkas, gloves, and mittens 24-7, and throwing up for half the trip... Makes for more than a few memories. You do sound interested. I've got some extra brochures around here somewhere. How about if the listener just pops down to the station if he or she wants one, Dick? Just leave a few over there in the corner. Three is probably enough. I'll haul them down to the station next time I'm picking up an award. Works for me. We've been speaking with Dick Heaves, strangely desperate sounding travel guru and public TV personality, who I'd be willing to bet has his work cut out for him on this chilly little brainchild, Sub Zero Heroes, Parka Pals Ice Flow Cruise. Shall I sign you up, Roger? We've got plenty of room. I'll just bet you do. Be in touch, Dick. So, folks, this is Roger Basement from my actual basement saying, Just put them under that chair there. I'll take care of them later. Join us again soon on What's New with You? I hope I'm out of my basement by then.
1: When supper time came, the old cook came on deck saying, Fellas, it's too rough to feed you. At 7 p.m. Said, it's been good to know The captain wired in, he had water coming in,
0: and the good crew was in peril. Kevin, once again you are burdened with thanking our cast and writers.
1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, queue up to sign our cast. Scott Herrick, Jody Stewart Strobel, Nancy Roth, Tony Flynn, Kevin Decker, Davis Hill, Ann porter and jody stewart Strobel yet again
0: we'd also like to thank our writers and porter and scott Herrick. kevin and i Ooh, did nothing that for this hurt. episode
1: it kind of hurts
0: but not really yeah it actually feels pretty good it does not writing is easier than writing That's try them hard. both folks see which you prefer we also would like to thank the bad plus for our theme music seven minute mind And the four, none of whom is named Nigel, Carrie Boyce, Vern Windham, Nisha Shram, Nancy Roth, and the only man who decided to turn over an old leaf, Brian Lindsay.